2: Everybody out there in Bourbon Real Talk land, Randy Sullivan with a very special episode because this is episode 100. I'm even a little surprised I made it this long. Have to give a huge shout out to all of y'all. Thank you so much. And for this episode, I have the specialist of guests. I have my lovely wife, Lindsay Sullivan. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Yeah, so Lindsay is uh, shy and uh, <laughs> She, I've asked her many times to be on the show, but uh, she she has declined, but I, I had the hundredth episode pressure that I could put her under to get her here. So what we are going to do is I am going to have my wife taste various whiskeys blind because she's a little bit of a whiskey noob. She drinks a little bit of whiskey, uh, but not like a lot of you guys. And so we're going to give it to her blind, see what she thinks. We're going to do the big reveal. And these are some really big bottles. Okay. So... No That's going to be pretty exciting, and then I may ask her a few questions about what it's like to be a whiskey wife as we go along the way. Are you ready to party? Sure. Let's,
3: <laughs> let's do it. You're
2: going to have to talk a little louder.
3: Okay, <laughs> fine. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, first off, I have poured a little dram for you. We're using the, the Wee lens today because, you know, we're trying to keep the, the consumption amount at a reasonable level. So, smell this guy up. What do you smell?
3: See, my brain's trying to figure out what it is.
2: Yeah, that's why I hid the bottles from you. (laughs) That's right.
3: My nose is better when I'm not terrified. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Okay, you're going to do fine. I can tell. Do you smell anything in particular?
3: I want to taste it first. Okay, go ahead. because my nose was telling me it was scotchy.
2: Your nose is- It's smoky. It's telling you correctly. I mean, you're (laughs) in the right direction for sure.
3: Did you bring me a scotch? You didn't bring me a scotch.
2: We'll see. But you think it isn't bourbon.
3: It's smoky. Okay. Like it's got a, yeah.
2: How do you feel? Do you like it? Do you not like it?
3: Not my favorite.
2: Not your favorite, okay is there the fi- chocolate in it? Um
3: yeah, I, think I, I guess think there's you could, a bit of chocolate. A
2: little bit of a chocolate component. I don't really have good tasting notes for this one to be honest.
3: Great. Yeah. Leave it up to me.
2: Well, I, I mean, you're <laughs> I mean, you're the one with the awesome palette. like you
3: I mean, I do.
2: I mean, this but. this woman I've I've carried something up to her and smelled it and she was like, "Oh, that smells like carmex and cedar." And I'm like, "Get out of here." And then I smelled it it's like, "God dang it. She is absolutely right every time." Yeah. So, but uh, this one you're not a huge fan of?
3: I probably wouldn't pour it for myself.
2: Wouldn't pour it for yourself? Okay, that's fair. But I don't hate it. Uh, so let's, let's do the reveal. This is
3: ah.
2: Yamazaki.
3: I've never had it, so.
2: So this is a Japanese whiskey. I don't believe that it receives any peat treatment though. Um, so when you were saying it was smoky, uh, but I, I often will taste uh, unpeated scotch and think that I'm tasting something that is, that's, that's peated. Um, but yeah. So overall, you don't you don't love it, you don't hate it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't pour it for myself. Wouldn't pour it for yourself? Yeah. I, but I mean, we know I'm an Angels and Vim Rye girl, so. Yeah. Like spicy, sweet, cookie whiskey.
2: Cookie whiskey. <laughs> that's yeah, my that's fair. That's fair. So how long have we been married?
3: 150 years. <laughs>
2: 150. Um,
3: but 20,
2: 23 ish, almost be twenty three this year. Twenty three this year, yeah. Yeah, and uh, when when did you where did you meet me at?
3: Um, you don't remember. Okay. But um, I, I met you in a soccer field when I was fifteen. Really. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, you were with a girl. I won't say her name in case she
2: happens to watch the channel
3: across the channel. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Okay.
3: So our. His mom was best friends with my best friend's family.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I met your mom before I ever met you.
2: Yeah, so I remember seeing you around your friend's aunt's house, but I don't remember meeting you at the soccer fields. You ready for another pour? Sure, let's You wanna go. try a different one? Let's go. All right. All right, I questioned whether or not I should actually do this one next. So but we're gonna we're gonna see what your reaction is. Okay. This is very different from what I think that you would normally try. So why don't you smell it up?
3: Oh gosh. Is
2: <laughs> that a good smell or a bad smell?
3: Oh, it's like Lagavulin. <laughs> you want me to taste more whiskey after this?
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean you can, you know. Give a little sip of roo, see how you think. What do you taste?
1: Lagavulin.
2: Lagavulin. Well, uh, we should do the reveal then because <laughs> it is in fact Lagavulin 16. Uh. So, how did you know that it was Lagavulin?
3: Um, cause it smells and tastes like band aids <laughs> and <laughs> iodine. Yeah. And like Lagavulin.
2: So, do you drink Lagavulin?
3: No, no. I like to smell it. Yeah. Um. Uh, we had a friend that would come over and drink it all the time, yeah. um, and I could smell him across the room and knew that that's what he poured. So, yeah, it's got a really distinct
2: smoky S- bandaidy, yeah, kind of flavor. Yeah, not my fave. Yeah. So we've been through, well, I mean, twenty-three years. It's been, it's been a long,
3: <laughs> a long journey. It has.
2: What is it that you say? it's it's like
3: uh okay can i tell the story yeah go ahead um so i went to a jewel concert Mm -hmm. and um she was telling a story she grew up in bars um her dad would yodel or whatever and she met this old couple and she's like i have to go talk to them and um you know she's asking them about being married and how long have you been married and she's like we've been married 60 years and she's like oh my gosh that's so crazy like what's it like and she said, well, it's only felt like five minutes underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's fair. That is fair. That's five fair. minutes underwater. And then the, there's the other joke where they're like, I've been happily married for three years. And they're like, I thought you've been together for 25. i I'm like, we have.
2: We actually could legitimately make that
3: joke. <laughs> We probably could.
2: Yeah, yeah. We
3: started liking each other about six months ago, I think. No,
2: it's been longer than that. <laughs> but I'd, I'd, I'd say we probably didn't like each other for at least the first 18 years. It was hard. Yeah. And then like the next two, three years was a pretty interesting transition period. Uh during that time I was getting involved in the whiskey world as well. Super fun. Super fun. Tons of fun. Um and then I'd say the last year and a half or so. But yeah, it's been really good lately. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, You ready to to try another pour? Yeah. You don't have to finish that
3: one. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you.
2: Let me reset us and we'll see what you think about the next
3: one. Okay. Thank you.
2: Hey there, Bourbon Real Talk listeners and watchers. Randy Sullivan here. Wanted to take a quick break to tell you how you can support the channel. We've had a lot of people that have come into the Bourbon Real Talk family lately and we're grateful for every one of you. But unlike a lot of other channels, we don't have a Patreon and I don't allow anyone to sponsor the show. So what I do have, though, is some merchandise. So one of the things that I wanted to show you guys is we have Bourbon Real Talk Glen Glencairins available for sale on our website. Um, And great news, we actually have some Wee Glens uh, on their way. So we had Wee Glens custom manufactured. They're half the size of a regular Glen, excellent for tasting. On the website, we also have candles and they're more masculine scents, so this one's like leather, and these candles are manufactured by my daughter's candle company. She wanted to buy her own car, so we helped her start her own business, and she manufactured a line of masculine smelling candles for the Bourbon Real Talk family. The next thing that we have is kind of a little interesting gadget. This is a Glenn lanyard. So basically, it goes around your neck like any other lanyard, but it's specifically designed to hold a Glen whiskey glass and it allows you to go hands-free. So uh, honestly, the first time I saw one of these, I thought it was a silly concept. Then someone gave me one, I used it at a bottle share. It was super efficient, truly made it a more enjoyable experience as I interacted with people. Um, we also have these decorative storage boxes or your whiskey samples. So if you get involved in the whiskey community, you're gonna be given samples like this one. And one day you're gonna look up and you got little sample bottles sitting all over the place, it doesn't look that good. And so we manufactured these uh, custom storage boxes. Uh, Those are available as well. And the creme de la creme of merch for Bourbon Real Talk is the American Whiskey Aroma Kit. So the story on this is I was doing reviews people kept asking me, how do you learn how to break down the different flavors of a whiskey? And I had learned through a wine aroma kit, but I could not find a bourbon aroma kit that I liked. Uh, Most of them came in a cardboard box. The scents didn't always make sense uh, for bourbon. Some of them would say they were for bourbon, but they had scents in there that were really more scotch focused. And so my wife, who helped with the candle company, Help me curate this box. We crowdsourced the 36 cents that went in this through the whiskey community, and I probably went through about 350 different cents to find these 36. Uh, interesting little tidbit, I've given one of these to the master distiller of a major legacy Kentucky distillery, and he reported back that he loves all the scents and that he uses it to train his sensory team Uh, but I am not allowed to tell you what the distillery is uh, or it would probably ruin my relationship with them. So uh, if you saw any of this stuff, you want to support the channel, you can head on over to bourbonrealtalk.com forward slash shop and pick something up. But if you just want to hang out here and learn, I'm totally happy with that as well. Just happy to have you as a listener. All right, next up, we have something very special. Not sure if you're going to like this one, but let's give it a snifferoo and see what you think. There's something stuck to the glass. There you go. We do have our puppers walking around. So if they, if they jump into frame.
3: And we're outside with the pollen.
2: It's a whole thing. That's true. We are on our back porch. This is our, our, you know, outdoor living furniture, whatever. That's bright blue. You can see it from far away, Far away. very far, yeah. What are you getting on this one? There's a very distinct note on this. I'm curious whether or not you you pull it out.
3: I don't know, I'm nervous. Like I wanna say like orange.
2: Uh, You were in the right direction for sure. Taste it and see if it comes out. It only tastes like one thing. You getting anything?
3: You're, you're going to have to tell me. It's grapefruit. Shut up. Yes. OK. Grapefruit. Yeah. I wouldn't have got it on my own.
2: So the big question is, is do you like it? I do. It's pretty tasty, right?
3: Yeah. Like, I see that you brought out a box, and I, I'm racking my brain trying to remember what boxes we own. Ah.
2: This is Redbreast 27, the Ruby Port Cask. Mm. Um, and it actually tastes like ruby red grapefruit. Mm. Not like I mean, it tastes exactly like grapefruit. Yeah, for sure. Which is kind of kind of interesting, and the packaging on this is just it's gorgeous. It's so um, All the little details that I they mean, put the box. I mean, this one's got that box. little. Yeah, it's got a magnet. Like magnetic. Holds it in. It's you. It forces you to put the the bottle in there in one direction. It's very nice. So this is one that I love. Mm. So uh, I've always been curious. I'm going to ask you on camera. Okay. <laughs> um, what were you thinking when I first started getting involved in the whiskey world?
1: Mm.
3: Uh, it, it, at first, not much, because you've gotten into a lot of things, right? Right. You liked watches, went 10 fathoms deep in watches, um, got into wine, 10 fathoms deep in wine. Um, so I thought the whiskey was gonna be the same way, and then it morphed into a whiskey group and then a whiskey podcast and um, things snowballed quite a bit. So it was, it was much different. Yeah? Yeah.
2: And so things have changed though, right? Because I guess in the beginning I didn't really know, I didn't, I never planned for this, right? Sure. It, it, it wasn't the objective to have a, a, a podcast. I just liked whiskey. And then I hated Facebook and I didn't know how Facebook worked. And at some point somebody was like, hey, you know, did you see that video so-and-so did? And I was like, you can do videos on Face? I didn't know. And I'm like, I can just get on there and do a video and all the people in the group see it. And they're like, well, yeah, I mean, if they if they follow you and stuff, the algorithm will show it to them. And, you know, the more people watch your videos, the more people that Facebook will show it to. and." I would like to hear myself talk. Apparently, I don't know. Um, hashtag truth. Hashtag truth. <laughs> and so it just kind of it just kind of grew from there, right? And that hasn't always been an easy thing for you to deal with, right?
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's always. I don't think there's been a time since you started that it hasn't been time consuming. Right. Um. First, the research aspect of it, because you do like to learn so much. But then once the Facebook group started and there's, you know, moderation of the group and trying to mold the group and call after call after call of some
2: whiskey emergencies,
3: whiskey emergencies, which there's no such thing as a whiskey emergency. <laughs> didn't know that. Um, I don't
2: know that that's true. But it, yeah. it's
3: it's really I mean, Dude with his shirt off. Not an emergency. <laughs> it's just not. Um, until someone called me a bad name. That might be an emergency.
2: Yeah, that, um, was, that was an emergency. That wasn't
3: my favorite. Um, yeah, I mean, it's brought, like, I guess that's a, a good segue into, like, what I didn't expect to have happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it, some stranger making a meme about you and me and our family and that you know, circulating in groups and um, I don't know how much of that I should get into, but I thought I could just I'm just a person. They're just a person. Let me just reach out and say like, hey, this is a good dude. We we're real people. We're a real family. Um, We depend on this guy. Maybe spend your time doing something else. And then he called me a bad name and then things, you know, got out of control. Got him kicked out of a whiskey club. Me. Yeah. Got me kicked out. yeah, yeah, got you kicked out. Um,
2: yeah. I mean, I not helped. not a yeah, not a not. I
3: mean, um, yeah. I mean, not a shining moment. But no. I'm really nice. Yeah. very likable, endearingly awkward. Um, so just you know, don't call me any names, and we'll be okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah,
2: that's fair. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that I was not prepared for because the the group that that she's talking about is called someone say whiskey, and we didn't your group.
3: Yeah. Not the one you got kicked out. Not
2: of. the one I, I did not get kicked out of my own group. No, <laughs> no not, uh, but yet. <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. Not um, yet. You
3: wouldn't even add me. He just added me to the group in December because that's... he was afraid I was gonna start something. So.
2: Well, I mean, if you're if you're if you're watching this, you know, being involved in the Facebook whiskey community can be very fulfilling, and it, you know, it, it creates an opportunity for you to make connections and to be able to taste things like this that you know. I, you know, this bottle was very expensive, but you know, I, I, all of it that's gone, it was shared with other people and that's the kind of experience that you have. There's business networking opportunities and all of that stuff. Um, but you know, most people get into it just for fun and, and you, you get more and more involved, you meet people, you start to make new friends and it can be a very, you know, it can be a blessing. You know, it, it allowed me to cut some, some relationships out of my life that I knew were toxic, but I was afraid to let those old relationships go because I just, I didn't have any other friends. But once, once I got involved in the whiskey community and I was meeting new people and there were so many awesome people, it was like, well, I, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to put, I don't, I don't have to compromise anymore, right, because I, I can just meet new people if somebody is not helping me grow, if someone's not, you know, if somebody's tearing me down, I, I just don't need that in my life. And so, you know, that was one of the benefits, but there was also the, the, the downside that, um, that, you know, honestly, you have to deal with it more than anybody else. And that is that as you grow something like that, and then you also start a podcast, you end up with a situation where now your life is part of the public domain and people feel a hundred percent comfortable having an opinion about it and sharing that opinion and not always in a productive way. Often, you know, they do so in private and I've had friends turn against me. I've had uh, people that I thought that I had a close relationship find out that they had done things behind the scenes to damage my reputation or uh, to stop a project that I was working on or, you know, whatever. And that's been a difficult thing to deal with. But I think on the whole um, and, and it did take time that those things worked themselves out. And we ended up with where we're at now, which is a very positive environment. That's very welcoming to new people. For sure. And now I really don't deal with a whole lot of those problems. But I mean, it's almost like when you get a puppy, right, when you first get the puppy, it chews on everything and it wants to misbehave and run off and run into the street and go to the bathroom on the floor and all of that stuff. And if you spend the time to train it, it will develop the character that you build into it. And that's what's happened with Someone Say Whiskey. Now Someone Say Whiskey is a little bit more mature as a organization and it has its own culture and that culture is positive and accepting and now we don't have really all the flare-ups that we used to have. I mean, it used to be, I mean, two days couldn't go by without there being some big dramatic thing. And, you know, people that run the club, half of them wanna leave the organization and the other half are at odds and all that stuff. And that really doesn't happen as much anymore.
3: And I don't think I realized back then, um, because I wasn't in any other whiskey club, so I didn't know what the cultures were like other than what you, told me about um, and I don't think I realized the work it took to get someone say whiskey to where it was going and now it's a place where um, it's welcoming to women. Women have a place in whiskey. Mm-hmm. They're not, thank you Melissa Starr. She's worked so hard to um, to make women feel included and have a place in whiskey and I think that's important. Um, I don't remember where the, the number came from. Someone told me like t- 20% of the membership um, if someone say whiskey is women. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have a voice, we generally have better balance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so it's it's become a place where it's safe to have an opinion to um, you know, put your two cents in and not get slaughtered by, you know, nasty comments Arrogant, and yeah, ar- yeah just,
2: uh, yeah, I mean, it took a while to to teach the, I mean, there's almost ten thousand members. It took a while for the membership to figure out this is not the place for that, right? This is an uplifting, encouraging place. So, all right, well, we're both out of whiskey. You ready to try, try the next one? Bring it on. All right. You ready for round four?
3: Sure, here we go.
2: All right, let's sniff it up. Okay. Okay. So, good okay, bad yeah. okay? Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. It's like peachy.
2: That's fair. It? Yeah, there's... uh. There's a bit of a tropical fruit kind of yeah. component thing going on. This one's pretty complex, so what do you think?
3: I kinda like it
2: you should it's uh it's a pretty pretty sought after whiskey. Do you? Yeah.
3: I don't know if that
2: means anything to me. Yeah, well, I mean, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. I mean, being being in high demand does not necessarily mean that it tastes good. Mm-hmm. But this one happens to be one that's in high demand and I think tastes good. Yeah, it's yummy. Okay.
3: I'd pour that for myself.
2: Okay, perfect. Don't do that, though. Um, because this is Old Rip Van Winkle. 10-year Kentucky straight bourbon from the Van Winkle line.
3: Which is why i've never had it before yeah he doesn't let me drink the good stuff i don't
2: i don't let me drink the good stuff (laughs) that's actually an interesting segue um how many bottles do you think we have
3: Mm. open or just around the house oh gosh total Mm i don't know Uh, we've we've joked that we have 300 open bottles but there's like boxes of things hiding in corners and there's like, no, someone's going to come pick that up. Um, the
2: truth is, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know for sure. I do know it's more than 400.
3: It's, it's, a, it's a lot of bottles. It's more than 400. It's more, more whiskey than I have shoes or purses or makeup. That's fair. That's fair.
2: And so, but, and we probably have, I don't know that we have 200 open bottles. We might have 150 mm. open bottles. But of those, there's not very many... That I drink from, sure. Because when I get a bottle like this, I feel like it belongs to the community, right? And I end up not drinking it unless if I'm unless I'm doing a podcast or I'm drinking with somebody else that's from the community who wants to try it, right? right? And so I don't think that I have. And this bottle's almost empty, aside from when I got it and opened it and had the first pour. I do not think I've drank a single drop out of this Mm -hmm. bottle without being with somebody else from the community. Yeah. And I feel that way about all of the allocated bottles that we own. Right. And I feel that way about pretty much all the club picks, Mm -hmm. unless they weren't highly sought after and there were a ton of them. Anything that was, you know, it was oversubscribed and people wanted to get it that couldn't get it, I kind of won't drink it unless I'm with somebody else. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting thing that we've invested all this money
3: and then we don't drink it and either. then we don't <laughs> drink it ourselves well, thanks for sharing the special stuff
2: mhm well the people like to see the reactions to the big bottles so
3: yeah that's it's yummy
2: so how did it come to be that i have acquired over f- 400 well i've probably acquired over 10,000 bottles but that we own 400 bottles at one time and you have not murdered me.
3: I mean, I feel like we got close. <laughs> <laughs> a few times. <laughs> yeah?
2: Yeah? So you, you thought about killing me a few times?
3: I didn't think about killing you. Yeah? Um,
2: She's lying. She thought about killing me. I mean, that's okay, fair. maybe.
3: I mean, you thought about killing me, too.
2: It's well, fine. Well, everyone thinks about it. Yeah, it's fine. That. It's, it's totally fine. Don't feel guilty. My Don't God, feel right. guilty. No, it's No, okay, thing that so
3: that, that's a funny thing. So someone asked me, we were doing a pickup with pours, and someone came over, and um, they're like, "You know, my I'm new to whiskey. My wife doesn't like it. You know, th- what what do I need to tell her to get her on board?" And I was like, "You need a marriage counselor, and I can give you <laughs> I can give you at least the, at least three good people. Yeah, all different price ranges. Um, yeah. all good. Um, and that's I mean that's true. I I haven't added up." how many hours of therapy we spent on whiskey. Um, Cause I, it, it was all encompassing. It took over your life. Um, I mean, it still kind of does, right? Yeah. If we um, kind of add up, maybe this is another thing that's you know kind of for everyone to know, but I'm, like between the two of us, mm-hmm. right? You are a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. You run a funding company for the real estate
2: Business, yeah. Business. We have Funding Company. Um,
3: the Funding Company. So you've got um, Bourbon Real Talk, The obviously. podcast, yeah. The podcast. All of the things that come with the podcast.
2: The merchandise. The yeah.
3: merchandise. Um, what else? We've got Someone Say Whiskey.
2: Someone Say Whiskey, the group. Unallocated. If we
3: we count unallocated, unallocated the brand. Oh,
2: it's taking up a lot of time. It's taking up a
3: lot of time. Uh, The The prideful goat goat. is taking up a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Our 16-year-old daughter has a candle company that Uh I run for her. Yeah. Um, When all of this started, I was working full-time as an esthetician and laser tech at a med spa. Um, So I was doing all of that. Um, So we were we were a little busy. A little bit busy. Um,
2: And it took a lot of counseling.
3: A lot of counseling, yeah. a lot of therapy.
2: Hundreds of hours. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. But I finally got to where, especially after um, I left the med spa, I would say like 100% of my time has been either candles or merchandising. So I, I think that's, that's about the time that we were able to kind of be a team. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do this thing. Um, and now I source all of your products, create them, I mean, sometimes literally, like in a week, we will have um, our own size and shape of three ounce glens. See, they're two and a half, yeah. right? Um,
1: so
2: there's currently two, two sizes of what they call distiller's tasting glasses sure. or Wee Glens on the market. This is one size and the and the company that was selling them stopped selling them. Uh, we found another source that had them, um, but you can't get these really. And then, right. then there's the other side that they're actually the Glen uh, Karen brand. Right. Um, that are two and a half ounces, and they're a little too small, in my opinion, to properly nose. Um, They're also a little too delicate uh, for me. So my lovely wife just found a company to manufacture a new shape. So there's about to be a third on the market. Yes. Which is kind of
3: cool. Yeah, they asked me if I had specs. (laughs) And I was like, "Um, can I trace it? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I, I don't know CAD. I can't recreate, the, you know. Uh, but they were able to shrink down the shape that they already had Um, so we're gonna have we're gonna have some awesome glasses Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah that's I've just jumped on board Um, I take over processing the orders Um, if you have a problem with your order you'll probably deal with me
2: yes it'll come from my email but yeah
3: yeah Um, and I that's the kind of stuff I love if I can be in the background being up front and in front of like that's your thing yeah. like be in front of people and and talk and be the face and I'll be the background noise uh, buzzing around making things happen and that's that's how we didn't kill each other
2: yeah that's, uh, that's a fair assessment yeah all right here we we're, go we're both empty time for another pour all right you ready for the next round sure all right let's check this
3: out do I know this
2: I don't know I mean, don't drink that much whiskey. That's why you're a noob. Kind of. Kind of. Except for Angel's Envy Rye.
3: True. I mean, I did help make an aroma kit box.
2: And apparently loggable. Yeah. Even though you don't drink it. You knew exactly what that was. What do you smell? Do you smell good smells? Bad smells?
3: No, it's good. It's good. It smells like the
2: color blue to me. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. That one's spicy. It's a little spicy, yeah. <coughs> don't snorf the whiskey.
3: Oh, I started to breathe it wrong.
2: Yeah, don't breathe the whiskey. I call it snorting the whiskey. I don't even know where <laughs> that
3: came from. It's good the the, the whiskey I swallowed and... Didn't inhale.
2: All right, so we did hop up in proof. By the way. Yeah, where we? So we were eighty (coughs) six, then eighty six, then one hundred seven, then one hundred seven, and this one's around one hundred twenty ish. I was trying to keep us in proof order. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna get worse from here. Great. Yeah. Yeah, So.
3: I'll try not to breathe the next one.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I was wondering. I would recommend that you don't (coughs) breathe any whiskey. Try not
3: to breathe any of them.
2: Yeah, that'd be. So, do you like it? Do you dislike it? No, it's good. All right. Yeah. Would you uh, pour this one for yourself? Sure. Okay.
3: Unless I previously said before that I wouldn't and then I retract.
2: This is Iron Root Root. Harbinger. Uh, This is a bourbon whiskey. Uh, It's, it could, I think it could be a straight. I think it's more than two years old. Yeah, it's 25 months. It could be a straight, but uh, because I think because their cola approval took place and they were releasing some that were under two years old, they, don't had, they didn't have the straight bourbon whiskey on there at the time. Uh, but this is a single barrel that we picked. In fact, this was the single barrel pick that started Someone Say Whiskey on its path to growth because originally it was just meant, because we're at my house, we're in the Artesia neighborhood, right? And originally Someone Say Whiskey was just an Artesia Facebook group and it was just like, hey, we wanna know who the other whiskey lovers are. Um, But through a weird twist of events and a rift in some other whiskey club that shall remain nameless, um, this uh, pick ended up without a home and we pushed it through our little neighborhood Facebook group and next thing you know, the group grew grew faster, faster, faster. When we got to 1,000, we couldn't believe it. Next thing you know, we're at 5,000 and we'll hit 10,000 in the next couple weeks. So that's, that's insane. Uh, but we love the Iron Root folks.
3: I would fight a stranger for Marcia.
2: I'd fight a stranger for Marsha as well. <laughs> Although she wouldn't need it because she's she such doesn't a bad, need a. It. Yeah, yeah, she's.
0: She's pretty awesome.
2: Marsha Licorice is the mother of <laughs> Texas Whiskey. Um, and the Licorice family's been very kind to the podcast. Most of the connections that I have are because of Iron Root Introdu- introduced me to them. So back to us.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Um, we We talked a little bit about The transition. So somebody I had I recently went to Kentucky and I didn't want to go. To Kentucky. To Kentucky. Because you weren't going. I know. So sad. That is not normal. Like up until recently, I'm just like, Yeah, guys trip, whatever. Yeah, we'll just go. We'll just go. And then I'd be there and I wouldn't really you'd call me and I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm married. I'm married, and I should be. <laughs> I should be checking should be in and all of that stuff, right? And and I would I, I would be outside out of mind. I'd be happy, uh, but I wasn't happy, and that's because you've kind of become my my partner in this whiskey thing, right? Yeah. And that's that's a new thing for our relationship, and so I I've never said this to you before, but I think that there was a turning point. At Christmas okay and it was when <clears throat> my dad was asking my dad asked these questions right and he's like he'll, he'll be like is this whiskey thing even worth your time you know are you even are you even making any money at this that kind of thing
3: that's I, something we can talk about
2: and I was like uh. <laughs> I was like, Uh, not directly, but, you know, I I have a real estate business and I've met a lot of customers this way. And I hadn't actually looked up the merch sales. Mm -hmm. And so I looked up the real estate transactions that we had done from people that I had met through the whiskey community that I knew for sure I would not have done business with them. And I looked up the merch sales and it was not an insignificant amount of money and I kind of felt like you were a little fly on the wall listening to me talk to my dad and then like the light bulb went off is there any truth to that at all or did I just make all that up
3: no I I don't recall any of that really yeah
2: because it was right after that like you started getting more involved in the merch no I
3: just knew that you needed help um and if I could I mean I I mean I used to do your transaction paperwork I could probably do that you know to, to take stuff off of your real estate plate but you know in terms of all of the things you that you do and all of the things that I could help with right like I can't record a whiskey podcast um, I I can probably admin a group even though I don't know that much about whiskey but I knew that I was good at creating merch I knew like if I I created a whole brand of candles and labels and a website. If I can teach myself to make a website for a kid, like I can ship boxes. Um, But it was, I I do, I feel like I do best when I can dive in and do background busy work. Like with the prideful goat launch, um, I didn't want to just stand and watch everybody work. I just rolled up my sleeves and dove in and packaged bags and you know, met people. So if I can do busy work and feel like I'm like on the ground doing something, then mm-hmm. I feel it helps me feel um, like I've got some purpose. So
2: so we kind of alluded to the fact that we we had to go uh, and we probably needed the counseling anyway, uh, but we had to go to counseling sure. to, you know, help to deal with the, sh-
3: crap the stresses that came <clears throat> along
2: with being in my involvement in the whiskey community. What is it? What does it mean to you to now be in this more connected state surrounding this you know hobby that's grown into something more than that?
3: Um, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know what, and to go back to your, your previous question, you asked what the switch was. Mm-hmm. In December, you added me to someone say whiskey.
2: Oh, I did that for your birthday, right? Was' that my birthday I think so.
3: Um, so I felt like I was actually a part of the team at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, and now that I'm, I, I'm able to be involved and meet people and go to the events and be a part of the family. Um, it just, it feels, it feels different, Mm -hmm. right? Like I've made some personal friends. Um, I know that there are ladies in the group now. That if someone called me a bad name, um, they would fight them, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a completely different thing than feeling like I was an outsider and I wasn't welcome to be a part of it.
2: Hmm. So I wonder if I was, a, uh, and for the for the record, the reason why I didn't add her was because there's I'm a, a little feisty. Well, she she can be a little she can be a little spicy.
3: I'm super nice.
2: She's super nice, but the, but the, if you
3: cross me and.
2: Right. And the environment, you know, (laughs) like I was saying, you know, we had to raise someone say whiskey up to be a welcoming and inviting place. But in the beginning, you know, if somebody posted a bottle of Blanton's and we're excited about Blanton's, I mean, some person would come out and say, like, why? Why are you chasing after that swill? That's garbage. You should pour that down the drain. And those types of people will look for opportunities to just stir up drama. And I, was, and I was so afraid that she would come in and say something and then they would attack her and it would cause a, a lot of problems. So I didn't feel comfortable adding you until I had seen that the group was mature enough to be able to you know, handle your potential opinions that would be shared. Um, and also, I mean, you changed a lot too. Right. Too. I mean, you used to say all yeah. kinds of stuff on social media that we that we regret, right? Um, that we've had to go back and make amends with friends for, and things like that. And you've grown a lot in that area as well, too. So I, I just felt like it was time. Yeah. Right.
3: I've been good.
2: And now I'm, <laughs> now I'm like, so happy to have you be a part of it that I, I wish it could happen sooner, but yeah. it just it just didn't work out that way. All right, I'm out of whiskey. Let's go. You ready for another round? Hmm. All right, up next. (laughs) This one is near and dear to my heart. Okay. What are you smelling?
3: I don't know. My sniffer is so off.
2: It's off? We are outside.
3: I'm just nervous. I can smell better when I'm like, what do you smell? Yeah? (laughs) I don't know what I smell.
2: You'd be fine if there wasn't two cameras pointing at you.
3: Yeah, I'd be. So much better. So much, but so good.
2: Just assume she's the best in the world. Yeah, I'm yeah. really good. She's really good, yeah. Yes, no, maybe so. that? hot. It, it is a little hot, yeah. Don't snort this whiskey.
3: No, but I, I swallowed it and didn't breathe it this time, so that was good.
2: That's good, yeah. What are you getting?
3: I'm trying not to do like the stereotypical like uh, I smell like I smell caramel and vanilla like it's so good yeah yeah I don't want to do that
2: that's actually a funny segue
3: <laughs> segue into what?
2: I don't know like you, you hear you hear people talking in oh the whiskey gosh. community yeah. what are some things that you've heard people say that other people get upset about or stuff that you think is funny? I mean I feel think like there's funny?
3: a post about this but like I, I don't want to offend anyone There's there's stuff that like the people that are trying to sound important will say, and mm-hmm. I feel like we can make fun of those people, mm-hmm. right? And those are the only people that I will talk about, like the ones that think that they're overly important in whiskey. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, this whiskey's so smooth. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> smooth
2: is certainly a trigger word for people.
3: It's, it's a trigger word,
2: right? Because um, it means everything and nothing at the
3: same I time. I mean, obviously. It's gonna taste like caramel and vanilla unless you're drinking a scotch, and then it's gonna taste like dirt. <laughs> um, so there's that.
2: For my scotch-loving friends, she, no, act- she actually she does like scotch. I do like scotch. She like, but she likes unpeated scotches.
3: I'm i a yeah. space girl.
2: space in and Highlands of their own likes yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I I can drink scotch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I meant to look up this. But there was a conversation about it on the on the Facebook group about um, trigger words for people. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said they don't like it when people call whiskey juice.
2: And, and that's um, actually, and it, I it, know who said that. And when, because now that I have the prideful goat in in unallocated, I am involved in discussions with barrel brokers about purchasing whiskey. And the term that they use is juice. They say this is, you know, sure. this is six year Kentucky juice, or this is 10 year, you know, uh, Indiana juice or whatever. That's the term that sure. the industry people use, but it's also the term that they use in, in wine. And sure. I think that's what trips people out is that, you know, they feel like juice would be associated with fruit. Sure. Right? And I think
3: smooth is the big one. And they're like, oh my God, it's so smooth. And I'm like, it, yeah.
2: Um, mine is, uh, is uh when they say that it's it it tastes like stone fruit yes that's the one that i'm just like okay i'm like all right buddy which one It's kind
3: of a douche move right well right
2: because i it's real talk i thought that stone fruit was a type of fruit so i went and googled (laughs) it and it turns out stone fruits any fruit that's got a pit which includes you know, peaches Multiple and plums.
3: Multiple in our aroma kit, right? Like actual stone fruit that you can tell the difference between the...
2: Right, fruit. right. But you know what else is stone fr- fruit? Coffee. Right. And so it's like, are you saying it tastes like coffee? Are you saying it tastes like peaches? Are you saying it tastes like plum? Those are very different flavors, right? Uh, so anytime somebody gives a pretentious kind of note that's... that. Sounds smart, but it doesn't uh, doesn't actually mean anything. But I'm all about like approachability and I get it. I mean, if a lot of newer people will say, oh, I like this whiskey, it's smooth. Mm-hmm. And I know what they mean. I mean, this is easy for me to drink.
3: Right, it right? usually means like not hot.
2: Yeah, typically, or you know, sometimes you give somebody a whiskey that's really high proof, but it's super balanced. And they'll say, this is smooth. But if it's off balance or high proof it's less likely that we're gonna think that it's a smooth whiskey right but it means different things to different people but that's okay
3: right. I and I'm like I'm not offended by it like I sometimes when you don't know what to say it smooth just means you you like it right you right. just you like it or you don't there's not a, a word you can you can put on that like um I mean, we were at Ryan's house our lovely producer and he poured whiskey and I kind of choked on it <laughs> and then I couldn't stop drinking it, it was so, so good, good right uh, but it was really hot um yeah. well, like 120 130
2: nah, I don't remember I don't
3: remember um well, but it you
2: know we do have to get back to this oh, one so what do you think about this one I like it do you
3: yeah um I can't put my finger on what there's I, the, like, there's... I mean, like i like I'm feeling like citrusy something but I don't know if that's the right
2: <laughs> this whiskey's so avenue. complex it's like you could say anything right but the the main tasting notes that, that I get are, there's a hint of, um, of a medicinal cherry, especially mm-hmm. on the finish. You can taste a little bit of like a cherry cough drop, uh, but there's like a sweet pipe tobacco. There's yeah. There's fig. Um, there's actually some dark chocolate. There's a, a little bit of smoke. And the reason why is because it is...
3: Uh, George T. Stag. George See, T. When you Stag. Said it was one of your favorites, and I looked over and saw the bottle... Yes. height, I thought it might be.
2: This is George T. Stagg. I think this is last year's. Uh, this is 2020. God, we've, we hit that bottle hard. It's okay. A little bit. When I say we, we didn't drink it. I no, we did The club hit the bottle hard. This is the first time I've had it and had it's it. been in my
3: house for a year. That's fair, I'm yeah. Like however long you've had it, whatever.
2: So, so George T. Stagg. It's yummy. Yummy. It's a fifteen-year straight Kentucky bourbon, from what I remember, from when I did the research for the uh, for the one of your review. Lists? Well, no, I, oh, I did a review this. of this particular bottle. You took the photo, actually.
1: Fun.
2: Hmm. So one of the other things I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you about,
0: okay.
2: is um, I looked the other day. My podcast viewership is less than one percent female. Mm. I don't like that. Shame. Yeah, um, but I don't say or do anything that would make women feel like they weren't welcome there. Sure. I don't I, I think. Don't I mean, think. Cute. Well, I, I mean, I would hope that would help, but apparently it doesn't. <laughs> um, and, and we have about 20% female membership in Someone Say Whiskey. And the last statistic that I heard was that about 20% of whiskeys drink by women. Sure. And I actually heard that that number is now low. And so if that's the case, why do you think that women don't feel comfortable being engaged with a podcast like this one as much as men do? Do you have any guesses as a, that's a, good as a question.
3: woman? I, I mean, I don't know. I My my guess is that so many of the whiskey groups out there are unlike Someone Say Whiskey. Uh huh. Um, you're not welcome if you post a bottle. Like I've seen posts from other groups where a woman posts A picture of themselves with a bottle and they're you know they're overly yeah Yeah. objectified overly overly sexualized comments and and all of those things um and i mean it it's nice to just like whiskey right it's just it's not um and it's becoming more and more common where you can go in and order a whiskey and they you know you order a whiskey and they set it in front of the husband and not the wife, regardless of who ordered it. Um, So I think there's a a, a mindset change that's, that's coming. Um, But in terms of viewership of the podcast, I, I don't
2: know. I don't know. I worry that the bourbon industry did a very bad job in their advertising in the past. And they, they very specifically targeted, you know, older white males.
3: I'll think about madmen Men, right. right? Like he's got a cigar, he's pouring, you know, whiskey or scotch in his office and it's like the manly thing to do. Right. Um, and it's not seen as, you know, something that's uh, very feminine.
2: So if it is, if it is a cultural, you know, if it's a learned cultural issue, what would you say as a woman to any women viewers out there to encourage them that it's okay for them to get involved?
3: That's a good question. Um, I mean you gotta just give it a shot, right? I mean, when you first started doing whiskey, you would hand me something, I'm like, no, that that smells like nail polish remover. Mm No, but it tastes like nail polish remover. Um, and it took it took a long time to, you know, but I mean, the wine tasted disgusting when I first started, you know, our first trip to Napa, we did 25 wineries in five days, and I was not a wine drinker. And I remember. The winery that I took a sip of wine and didn't do the full body, like mm-hmm. right, like it, it just I didn't like wine. Um, but we went to Chateau Montelena and I took a sip of probably some really expensive wine that we weren't. Gonna
1: At the buy. time, it
2: was a hundred twenty-five dollar yeah. bottle. I'm sure it's three hundred now. We were but, not yeah. gonna
3: buy that. Um, but you know, but I liked it. But I, it was something that you were passionate about, and our friends that we were with were passionate about. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a shot. I was. You know, starting in dessert wine, which I feel like Angels envy Rye is the dessert wine of whiskey. That's fair. Right? So, um, that's that's where I started. Um and there's, you know, plenty of things that you can do to make it more drinkable and more palatable if it's too hot and too spicy for you to start with. Yeah. Um Yeah, but- you can
2: put it over ice, you can you can add a little bit of water, you can you know. Right. Um if it's if it's appropriate, you could mix it with something and you know build your your tolerances up. Um, you know we're we're all about people drinking what they want, how they want. You know so that makes sense. But if you are a woman out there, uh, we would love to have you as a regular viewer of the podcast. You are welcome here. And someone say whiskey is a very welcoming place, and there is a women led group inside the group that their objective is to. Help women feel more comfortable getting more involved in the whiskey space. So, there is absolutely space for you in someone to See whiskey, and there is space for you on the bourbon real talk channel as well. So, sure. all right. Well, we're about out of this. You want to do one more?
1: Sure.
2: All right. All right. We have our last whiskey here. Okay. I keep
1: don't trying to sneak a look at stop the, stop the bottle. stop looking at the
2: bottle. Oh my God, I don't know. It's Y'all just can't a see, bottle. but off camera, there's a bottle and it's covered up by a yeah. by an ugly towel because I didn't want her to cheat. I'm a cheater. Okay, so what, do, what are you smelling?
3: It's perfumey.
2: Okay, you're getting perfume?
3: Like, it, see, it, sometimes my tasting notes are not helpful. I'm like, this smells like my grandma. Mm. And every grandma smells different.
2: Okay, I could see why you'd say that. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know that I've picked up that note before.
3: Like, my brain is saying, like, gardenia or something, like it, mm. It's just a random but that it's... Are we going to
2: sing the song? No. Or no? no? Okay. Not. There's a song we sing whenever someone says gardenia.
3: Gardenia. It's Mandy Moore. It's
2: Mandy Moore. Look at her. She's amazing. It's great. Yeah. It's great. All right.
3: Yeah, I don't know.
2: Do you like, do you not like?
3: There's something old about it.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's not super old, but it does have an old taste.
3: I don't know that I'd pour that for myself.
2: Okay, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Um, yeah, there,
3: there's like a, I, don't, I just get like my brain is saying old.
2: It is two thousand and nineteen Thomas Handy Sazerat.
3: Don't you love Thomas Handy? You like the straight
2: rye whiskey, and I do not like this <laughs> okay. year. <laughs> okay,
3: I'm off
2: the hook. And so um, I, I I like to pour this one for people. I I love uh, Thomas Handy. It is my favorite rye. Um, I have picked it blind against the, the most famous recently released rye, which was the Booker's rye. Mm. I've also picked the Booker's rye blind against it, uh, as well. So I, I've gone back and forth on those, but that's how much I love Thomas Handy. And this year just was a miss for me. Um, I don't love that. Yeah. And, and what I taste is not gardenia. What I taste is uh, pine salt. It tastes like a cleaning agent. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I can see that.
2: There's something chemically about it. like
3: there's something like, it. there's some, like it's, it's connecting to something in my childhood that I can't put my finger on, but it's.
2: So, my, my, the, when I think about all of the highly sought after world class whiskeys that I've gotten to try that I was disappointed in, um, I, I know. I knew before I tasted Pappy 20 and 23 that I was not going to love them because I'd already had some high age bourbons and there just wasn't enough of that sweet bourbon flavor left, you know, and it, it was too oaky, too bitter, too tannic. And I, so when I had them, when I had Pappy 20 and I didn't like it, it wasn't a shock to me. But when I opened this bottle and I tasted it and I didn't like it, I couldn't believe it. Um, just couldn't believe it. But For whatever reason it was just not uh not my usual and i and i love thomas it's
3: got a weird thing like i can't stop smelling it yeah i don't know that i'd i'd want to drink a whole glass of it but um i can't stop smelling it because it's got it's familiar
2: usually when i pour this for people i pour them and not me and they think i'm trying to conserve the Hmm. the rare bottle but it's actually that i don't want to taste it um so that's kind of kind of interesting but i did uh, get a chance to try the 2020 and it's great So it was just that one year I didn't like. I've had had 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 I didn't like, 20. I I love them all, but it's interesting.
3: If we could go back in time and get the birthday bourbon that we tried in Nashville, Mm -hmm. I might sell an organ for that.
2: Uh, Yes. I
3: don't remember what year it was. It was 14,
2: 2014, uh, Old Forester birthday bourbon
3: so good it was so good i didn't even like bourbon you didn't even barely like a i back was then. just getting barely. started
2: yeah all right so i have a bonus pour for you bonus pour. this is extra credit what it are you smelling like a cookie yes all right so you know what it is
3: <laughs> it just smells so okay it's it's so good what is it That is Angels on Me Rhyme, my friend.
2: All right, so I did a, a bonus crack.
3: I mean, it's just so good.
2: But show them your bottle.
3: Show them my bottle. Yes. So, when he went to Kentucky, um, Lindsey Sullivan for my whiskey partner in crime, my favorite bottle of whiskey engraved.
2: Engraved.
3: That's how you do it, my friends. Gifts are my love language. So um, that's extra. Well, extra, extra for me.
2: And this, this th- I feel like this bottle was significant so because, you know, I, you you were working to help me create the Aroma Kid and things like that. Sure. But to be honest, I didn't feel like you were my partner in whiskey. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I felt like, it, you know, this was my thing. And you at times encouraged me to quit.
3: True, it was hard.
2: You, you, you told me to quit, you told me to quit the group, you told me to to stop doing the podcast and to focus on real estate, and I kept telling you just trust me, just trust me. It's gonna work out, just trust me. And it, and it was difficult, but we have gone through that transition of becoming partners. Yeah. Um, in, in this whiskey thing. Right or die. Right? Ride or die. So, you know, we're not going anywhere. Bourbon Real Talk's not going anywhere. No. Um, this is episode 100. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll we'll play this clip back on episode 1000, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're, we're, we're going to keep on going. Um, this is my passion, and we're doing it together. And so I'm happy to have you as my whiskey partner.
3: Cheers. You, bro. i you on your punk. Mm. <laughs> we do bro each other. We do bro each other. It's
2: a whole thing. Ready, bro? Ready, bro. Let's bro this thing up, bro. Let's
3: bro this thing up, bro.
2: When you bro your bro, then you brought some more. I
3: don't know. That's that us. Yeah. Yeah. I just love this whiskey so much. This like, come to my house, I will pour you angels out of be rye, and we will like just baby steps into the hard stuff.
2: That's fair. All right, well I feel like we can end it on yep. that positive note. I Episode one hundred in the bag. Cheers some more. Um so if this is the first time that you have ever watched this channel, I wanna you know, kind of share with you the show philosophy. This show is about inclusion. And unfortunately, I did lose a loved one to suicide uh, in 2014. And, you know, it just came as a shock to me. I I didn't know that that's where he was at. And when it was all said and done, and you, you reflect and you think about what you could have done differently, and how you might have been able to, I don't know, change things so you didn't lose your loved one. I struggled to find a way to maybe make a difference in someone else's life so that they didn't feel that alone, so that they didn't feel that disconnected. And then I found whiskey. And I noticed that whiskey brings people together. Um, People of all different races, religions, creeds, you know, whatever. Um, It didn't matter. If, If we were sitting down to have a drink there was connectedness. And then the whiskey community, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, helped me to get rid of some toxic relationships in my life. And I realized that even though it's just whiskey, it's kind of a little more than that. It it has the ability to connect people, connect people to a place, and that's important and we need that. I also have noticed a lot of hate online especially around the election, people that could have otherwise been great friends and sat down and had a drink saying terrible things to one another, strangers on the internet. And I figured that if those people that don't even know each other can hate each other, even though they've never met, it's just as easy for me to love you. And that's why I end every podcast with the same sign off, and that's this. If you woke up this morning and you were unsure whether or not anyone loves you, just know that I love you And I'll see you next time
0: on Bourbon Real Talk.